This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back this evening and it's so amazing to be back, guys. I look forward to this every time. Yes, same. Mondays are fun days for me. And even though many of us are currently sitting in the dark with a candle, maybe you just have some data that's letting you stream this right now or an old radio somewhere that you didn't know you still had, but you wanted some entertainment. It's still fun to be here despite everything that's happening. Exactly. But the way you said candles are in. My goodness, I have candles now. <laughs> like these load shedding segments. Yesterday, we had four hours of no light. It was from six to 10. And we've had this for the past, I think, two or three days. I heard it's going to go to level eight. Like- yes, because I heard about two of the generators somewhere up country or so. Something happened to them. So stage six will be here indefinitely. We'll probably stop by in stage eight. That's going to be like, what, eight hours a day with no electricity? What do you do for eight hours? I've come to this point where whenever the the electricity goes off, I sleep. Mm. But like... For eight hours. Imagine. That means you can't sleep at night anymore. Exactly. (laughs) You must just be awake the whole night and only sleep when it's load shedding. Clearly. Wow. If you guys want to tell us what you've been doing during load shedding, we would love to hear from you. You can send us a WhatsApp at 081-729-1657. We'd so love to hear from you. Even if you may not have the signal for it to deliver now. (laughs) Hopefully on Facebook Live, guys. You'll let us know what you do. Yes, guys. We have a very interesting, fantastic, inspirational woman here to be interviewed we have Delia Preston and I'm so excited for the interview you guys should stick around we're going to be live on Facebook our Facebook page being 729 Cops Council slash 729 K Pulpit but this show will also be on podcast by Wednesday so you can check it out on www.capepulpit.co.za it's going to be a fun one you guys don't want to miss but if you have to miss it because of load shedding <laughs> we will understand guys we understand yes. now enough about me making fun about um, this life before Cyril thinks we enjoy it and adds another load shedding session let's head on into home by Kim Walker Smith this is a fun honky tonk song you guys are about to see home 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 in you Kim Walker Smith I really like that I song. didn't even know that this is of uh, new songs right I don't believe it's that new like she's I just saw now that she released something this year and she's released quite a few music in 2021 but i think the song came from about um 2018 vibes i just feel like that's when it came out but she makes really good music yeah, she does i mean there's that song um which i believe we definitely have to sing on sunday it's called jealous for me oh yeah 
So we definitely have to sing that song on Sunday. And I feel like our old music, it really just yeah. hits home. Like for me, this kind of music is a bit light for me. Yeah. But back then, she kind of just, she had that yeah. oomph. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was the, like when new artists often come on, they're so like... Passionate. Yes, yeah. and I think it's also because everything is new. Not that the passion fades away, but like, you know, mm. like they're just hungry for it. The rent is due. Like now they're a bit more comfortable so they can... Wow, Zoe, the rent is due. <laughs> the eviction notice has been put on their door. They need to make this hit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, hopefully they are serving a god that is sovereign and they didn't have to go to that extent but okay zoe is <laughs> i don't know yes so anyway. we're currently in the what i did this weekend i didn't do anything this weekend because i was studying but i believe michaela had a very fun fantastic flowery filled weekend guys i went to winchester hotel so if you know this hotel um, it's like, it has that vintage but Spanish kind of feel. Okay, so clearly, guys, I went here with my mom, who is here in studio with us today. So I'll let her tell you a bit more about it because she's like <laughs> signaling me in the background here. It's not like that. So what was it like for you, Delia? I think it was more French. It had that courtyard but I felt like it had like that Spanish atmosphere. kind of look. No, it's French. Okay. The clearly. fountain, the courtyard. Um, very nice. Anyway, very nice. this place is beautiful, Zoe. Mm, I've and seen pictures. Yeah, they have an outside section that is like literally on the skirts of the uh, of Sea Point. So you get to see that stunning view, um, ocean view. And then they have like the inside, like my mom has said, with that... Um, what? Courtyard Exactly The courtyard <laughs> Kind of feel And then they have The inside thing Which is also Very stunning layout um, So uh, My personal experience Was very tragic <laughs> I'm not gonna lie guys It's a beautiful place But um, We decided to sit Myself and my mom We decided to sit In the courtyard And um, As I'm sitting there There's this big fountain we In the sat, middle Yeah exactly We sat next to this Big fountain Zoe And um, we had like this little veranda that was covering us, but then um, a bird decided to sit <gasps> just above me no. and took a dump on my top. <gasps> no. So I was like, wow, what a day. What a, what a way to start this experience. Eh? And then um, <clears throat> we decided to like, uh, obviously it came to the point where we had to order food. <laughs> so I'll let, you, I'll let my mom explain this part a bit more. Oh wait, and also I ordered a hot chocolate. And for some reason, there was pups of pips. lemon in my lemon hot chocolate. Pips, yeah. Lemon pups in my hot chocolate. What? <laughs> I don't know if it was for taste. They put a lot of fruit and chocolate. Was, oranges. But was it for aroma? I don't know what it was for. But uh, that's sweet and sour. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the food was amazing. But um, my experience was a bit iffy. I'll let, you, I'll let my mom tell you about hers. So, uh, when you order, uh, whatever you order does not come with a side. The sides are separate and you need to pay for your side separately. And so, I'm looking through the menu and I decide to have cauliflower, steak and cauliflower as a side. Um, 
because I heard that cauliflower was a it's a more healthier alternative to rice. And mm. how can you go wrong with cauliflower, guys? <laughs> right? I mean, it's a side. How it's a side. Exactly, exactly. Healthy side. So I order the cauliflower and then the steak as well. And when the cauliflower comes, to my surprise, it's this huge, I would say, whole cob of cauliflower. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was very... It was very filling, I might add. Guys, you know, I had eating, a piece of it because I ordered a salad. Eating a whole so. cauliflower, which was it was actually very nice. I must say, it was very nice. It was um, uh, uh, it was covered in in coconut milk, and on top was roasted coconut. So it was very nice. But I was shocked when I got the bowl. Oh, mm. please. Let me remind you guys, we were coming to this place on a budget because <laughs> my best friend told me that. You know, you can spend, you don't have to spend that much for this place because, I mean, you you get the view and everything and the menu is quite reasonable. So I was like, okay, cool. That That is what I was told by Michaela. <laughs> no, mom, it's reasonable, it's reasonable. And to my shock, I paid the same price for my side that I would pay for a main meal. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So so I was very shocked to to see the price for a side so, being almost the same price of a steak. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> when they don't put the amount next to the item, you best believe exactly. It is not uh 10 rand because <laughs> they ran out of space on the menu to put to the add price. those numbers exactly you know? <laughs> exactly. So I reali- realized why uh the price was next to uh, the sides. But overall lovely place. Um yeah if you if you love to be out in the sun you know if you love to uh have lunch uh in nice atmosphere that would be the place to go to they are quite reasonable it's just stay away from the sides then <laughs> <laughs> just get that main and you might as well get another main with the prices and i mean they hosted such big um um influences events such as essence the makeup brand was mm. there this weekend and a whole lot of influences were there and it was stunning the setup was stunning and um yeah the the place is just really beautiful it's it's really a stunning place if you want to have a big um how, how can i say classy birthday event or any kind of event the setup is stunning and the service i mean the service was amazing. Yeah. I I never had any problems with any of the waiters. They went over and above to help you. So, honestly, it is a stunning place. Just uh, watch it with them sides, guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing that. This made me even more committed to actually going to the Winchester one day. Away from the sides, though, I may have some chips in my bag, but I'm going go to the Winchester. Come prepared. Always. Now, let's go on into the random tip. But before we do that, we have a man on the line, Mr. Rio. He says, Michaela Preston's birthday is this Saturday. And wow. she's turning 30. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom is in studio. And I am her son. <laughs> so we love to keep it in the family here. On wow. <laughs> it will only be Rio. Thank you so much. Guys, I am not turning 30 for anyone out there. <laughs> Just to heads up. Myself and Rio, our birthdays are exactly on the same day. And we always have this fight on who was born first. Hmm. And honestly... Well, you 30 years ago. 
clearly, but I stand firm that I was born before him. Clearly. And um, we look exactly the same. We both look Indian. So, I don't know, some mix up, you know. <laughs> Our parents have something to tell us. <laughs> but <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and thank you, Rio, for letting everybody know that I'm not turning 30. Thank you. <laughs> Just head into the random tip. But that was so funny. Thank you, Rio, or Michaela's son. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe on 180 Degrees. Rio, you hear your mother laughing like that on air? (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's head on into a random tip. Yeah, let's let's do that. Thank you, Zoe. (laughs) We have something super fun planned up for you guys. It's a really helpful tip that I feel everyone can incorporate into their life eventually. Yes, everyone can incorporate. (laughs) Sorry, you really just uh, uh, caused a whole sense of laughter. Yeah. um, Well, the tip today is uh, the seven affirmations, which I believe is really important for you to say when you wake up, you know. And those tips are, I am enough, you know. I believe in my dreams, myself, and all that I am. I love myself for who I am. I create my own happiness. My life is fulfilled with abundance of goodness. My challenges are actually opportunities. I am beautiful just the way I am. And I personally believe affirmations are very important to tell yourself each and every day because i mean we all get down we all feel depressed and despondent sometimes and i've learned that you can't depend on other people to to kind of bring about your happiness you need to push forward for your own happiness and affirmations just like um well i've learned that when you say nice things to to Things like plants and stuff, they grow. Mm. So just imagine if you keep on inspiring yourself with these affirmations, you know, the the confidence that you will have out there, the ability to achieve these things that um, is within you, that you just confirming every morning, you know, gives you that ability to, to accomplish more than what you thought you are capable of. Mm. So I feel like affirmations are really, really important. What do you guys say? I think that that's very true. There's so much power in the tongue and in what we say. So it's of the utmost importance that we say nice things to ourselves because the more we hear them, the more we start to believe them and the more we start to walk in that actual, like the belief we have of ourselves. It all starts within us, within believing in ourselves and just telling ourselves positive things every day. Like you said, I do that to my plants and I think they're happy. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe um, clearly hasn't been saying these things maybe much to herself, but definitely to her plants. And um, I hope that you are inspiring yourself just as much as you're inspiring your plants to, to grow, Zoe. Yeah. 
But this has been a great helpful tip. We're just going to listen to some sponsors and then hopefully go into the interview. It's going to be a very good one, you guys. You yeah. don't want to miss it. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. It is 21 minutes past the hour of 7, 1900 hours. You're tuned into 7 to 9 a.m. Listening to 180 Degrees with me, Zoe George, and Michaela Preston. And a special guest we have, Miss Mrs. Delia Preston in studio. Yeah. Give it up, Miss Delia. We're so excited to have you here. Wonderful, wonderful. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for the privilege. I am enjoying myself. Um, so it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. The pleasure is honestly all ours. Yeah, I mean, you are married for 23 years with Brian Preston that we had on studio uh, in studio not too long ago. Um, a mother of four beautiful kids, guys. Um, <laughs> emphasis on beautiful me. Uh, Rio, you don't feature here if you are listening. Um, a grandchild. <laughs> guys, I don't know what wavelength Zoe's on. <laughs> But when she comes back, I'll let you know. Um, and then two grandchildren, the pastor of um, Light Ministries that has been running now successfully for three years. And then also a boutique, uh, formal wear, a formal wear boutique, which caters for matriculants and obviously events and things like that. So you are a businesswoman as well, which is amazing because, I mean, today's focus is really about business you yeah. know and we would really love to hear what you have to say about it um and then also being in the ministry as the pastor's wife and doing conferences i mean there's a lot to it mm. yeah especially as a woman historically these fields that you're in both being a business owner and a minister were not always open to women unfortunately so to see more women in these fields taking space doing a good job being an inspiration for the next generation that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I can just give glory to God. It's all because of him. You know, when I accepted the Lord, or should I say before I accepted the Lord, you know, I had no purpose. Mm. I wasn't a person that was driven. Um, I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that I wanted to do something significant. And I would, and I want my life to count, but I did not know in which direction to go. And, um, yeah, was was going from job to job um, and just nothing meshed, nothing fitted until I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. And he's the one that gave me purpose. He's the one that gave me, you know, this business idea. The Bible says you know, that he openeth up his hand and he satisfies the desire of every loving thing. And he says in his word also that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. And that has been my experience journeying with the Lord. So I accepted him um, in my 20s uh, when my mother passed away. The day of a funeral, I actually um, accepted the Lord because she was a believer and she was praying for me and so on. And um, I'm an only child of a single parent. And um, so the day that she passed away, it was, it was, for me, it felt like my life hit rock bottom. And I didn't know where I was going to go to, what I was going to do with my life. My youngest son was four days old. And so um, 
I knew that I needed to make a change uh, for my family, for my kids. I wanted them to grow up in the house of the Lord like my mother raised me, you know. And so um, when I accepted the Lord in my life, it was truly an SOS call, you know. And um, so I did not, I was not driven, did not know where I was going to go to. My marriage was on the rocks, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I'm sure if we did not um, make that call, if we did not answer that call to serve the Lord, um, we would not be together today. And um, so the Lord really blessed us. The Lord has really been journeying with us over this um, 20 years. You know, he saved my marriage. Um, he saved uh, my family. And um, it's it's been him that has been taking care of us. You know, when you come for a uh, from a single parent family and you're the only child, you know, there's no brothers, no sisters, no family that you can lean on uh, that can support you. All you have is God. Um, so he becomes your rock. He becomes your your safe refuge. He becomes your hiding place. And then the Bible says that he gives you the ability to accumulate wealth. So I never realized that, that I had any business acumen or even knew how to start a business, but it's been God and God alone. He taught me, he gave me the idea, you know, and um, so my whole existence, um, I give I give God glory because it's been all him and, mm. and nothing else, no one else. Zoe, the way she said that, I don't know, I don't talk much. I mean, where does that <laughs> leave us now, Zoe? I guess. <laughs> I've never stopped talking. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that was that was amazing to just mm. hear how Jesus is quite literally the center of your oh, life. Yeah. The, he's holding everything up. And I guess this has also answered the question of what inspired you to start a business. You were literally just following in his footsteps, following what he had, the plan he had for your life, which is mm. something I pray all of us in this life get to mm. do to not stray far from the path that God has or to stray at all, to stay on the straight and narrow. But I would like to ask you a question about bu your business. How long has it been operating for? Um, this year, it's 2015. So it's seven years. Yes. Seven years. It's been successfully running for seven years. Um, it started with one dress. One. Yes. The way it actually started was uh, Michaela went to um, New York uh, in her matric year. She Ooh, had guys. the privilege to go with her best friend's family. So they went on holiday and she went along. And um, we were looking for matric ball dresses uh, here in Cape Town. And we went to uh, several stores and there wasn't much um, options. There mm -hmm. wasn't much options. True. And uh, either the dresses were very expensive mm. or it was um, not trendy. Yeah. And so she decided that she was going to look for a dress in the U.S. And when she came back, when she came back, um, she brought this ball gown <laughs> of a dress. I said to her, Michaela, is your partner going to fit in the car? This oh, dress yeah, Cinderella, was guys. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And um, so... We, she, after her matric, uh, the pictures were, were circulating of a, of a matric ball with her in the dress. And a person that knew a friend of ours 
um, she saw Michaela's dress and she asked, um, can we please rent this dress to her? Because she was going to a, a function. And so she rented the dress from us. And then it just made me realize, you know what? What if I had more of these dresses? What yeah. if I had more a variety of, of these dresses? And that's how we started literally one dress at a time, wow. you know. Uh, so we order from overseas. Uh, we import our dresses. And um, we've moved on to a bridal collection as oh, well. Wow. Mm. Wedding bells, Michaela. Uh, Zoe, <laughs> if you want to get married. Yes, of course. And <laughs> it's it's been amazing. I mean, we get clients from all over South Africa. Honestly, we've, we've uh, courier dresses to um, Johannesburg. We have had clients that have flown. Um, to come and get a dress from us. A uh, 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 mom and a daughter came last year from Port Elizabeth. Wow. They flew and they, they just wanted to come to Kay's formal wear. And um, so it's really been huge. We've had people from all over. I mean, places I've never heard, like Achenay. Hmm? And yeah. Yeah. And um, so the Lord has really surprised us, surprised us in, in this regard. But it was it was based on a declaration. We always say that Lord, we, we knew from um, a couple of years ago that the Lord would, it was our desire to always go full-time into the ministry. We love the ministry. And so we always uh, um, purposed in our heart that should we go into the ministry, that we do not want to be a burden for our church that God would um, open up avenues, that he would open up avenues of revenue, that he would do something. I always say, Lord, rivers in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And so um, this was an answer to prayer. Uh, when my husband was in his um, first year of Bible school, uh, 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 they had a prophet that came to speak and she said, I see a dual anointing upon your life. I see you called to business and to the ministry and he was like business because we never we never our thought was never business you know and she prophesied that morning over him and that very same year was the year that she went to the u.s brought back the dress the business idea came and so god has been faithful and this has really been an avenue for of revenue for us with regards to the ministry. Mm. Um, so the Lord has really helped us in able to uh, financially support ourselves and even the ministry where we give back, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, God is faithful. You can ask him for anything, anything. He comes through always. Yeah, Zoe, once again, she has... Just spoken half of our questions gone but another question that i had for you was then how do you juggle the ministry but like being the pastor's wife i know you have your own um uh, uh things that is required for you uh, required from you as a pastor's wife and then also your business life how do you juggle that it's not easy it, it is difficult um but again again god is so faithful that I run a business which is not extremely demanding. Mm. Um, most of the time it runs in, um, uh, what's the word, seasons, mm. you know, because our biggest clients are matriculants and there are set times when they have matric balls. 
So, so we are not constantly busy, which is great because then I'm able to juggle the ministry and um, the business, you know. Um, also, the Lord has, again, a prayer. We, we've asked God uh, for divine connections, for ministry partners, for destiny helpers. And so God has sent in, um, in light ministries. He sent people to come and help you know, carry the load to come and help and serve in the ministry. And so we have a, a great team of people that are there. You know, Sunday when we got to church, everything was already sort of packed out. And so we can give God glory. It's not just, you know, um, myself and my husband, but we, we do have a team that assists, that helps, and that we are very grateful for having um, a, be a part of the ministry. Uh, you've spoken a lot about all the good things that come from this business, how it's seasonal and how you have people who help you in the church. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm curious, especially for someone who's listening and may want to follow in the footsteps of being a pastor's wife and a business owner. But are there any challenges you face in these fields that are peculiar to them? In anything, there'll be challenges. Whatever you want to do in your in life, there will be challenges. And so, um, yeah, they are. But again, um, because we we are we love prayer, we love intercession. Mm. You know, we take everything to the Lord in prayer, um, and He always directs us. He always He'll show you a way out. He'll show you how to handle certain things if you listen and you obey his voice and so yes there are challenges um, in business uh, and in ministry sometimes it gets tough sometimes you feel weary um, but again <laughs> if you start your day with the Lord if you command mm. your day you know God is able to um, show you where the loopholes are. The, the the psalmist says he makes your way straight. He smoothens the rough paths. And so um, we take it to the Lord in prayer and he turns situations around. You know, if you stay in peace, I always say the Lord is my medication. He is my daily fix. You know, I run to him um, before I even get out of bed. I have my... Uh, um, pattern or I don't want to say ritual, ritual sounds so morning routine, morning routine, where be, before I get out of bed, I put on my worship music and I worship and I and I speak to the Lord. And that just um, sets the day, you know, where you just feel his nearness, you feel his direction. Another psalm, a psalm says that he appoints your footsteps, he directs your path. He shows you the path of life. Uh, uh, David said in Psalm 23, um, you know, he shows us the path of life. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And so we can depend on God. We can lean mm -hmm. on him. We can uh, uh, rest in him. We can hide in him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you see, Zoe, I sometimes just ask my mom certain, certain questions and I want like straight answers, man. Like, <laughs> No, um, this not is the, a pastor. You know, these <laughs> are not the, giving you any straight answers. Clearly, <laughs> these are the challenges you will face. You will come against this, this, and that. But no, my mom always <laughs> gives me a scripture, 
and I still feel like I don't have an answer to this situation. But um, for anyone that's listening, you know, um, it just shows that uh, God is the center of your life, and and you do nothing or you don't take a step without His direction, and that is so powerful because we find ourselves um, always challenging God or or being angry with God because you know things are not going right. But if you actually took that step with God's okay or that with God's say so, mm. you know. Um, the challenges that you do face is not your challenges anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it is really powerful, even though we would love straight answers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's such a such a blessing. Zoe, do you have any more questions? Um, I'm so tickled with that answer because it actually blew my mind. Ordinarily, people are like, oh, you know, there's some financial challenges, but mm. very few people, not that they're bad people or not walking in God's life, but very few people come and say, you know, with God on my side, I feel like I don't have any challenges, which is functionally what you said. So that that has actually tickled me pink. That was moved me. I know that you have a women's conf- uh, conference that you normally hold seasonally. And just um, it's called Confident God, God for Dent Women, which is such a uh, awesome way of putting that. Um, tell us just a little bit about that. So the way Godfident Women came about, um, in 2019, uh, I decided to, I used to work for the Department of Human Settlements. So I, I, we felt, you know, um, that it was time to go full on into ministry. So my husband was already in, in ministry and, um, yeah, my husband was already in ministry. So, so we decided that I was going to join him full time and, um, it was also through a couple of people that, you know, come brought us a word and and told us, you know, now is the time to start the ministry. And so um, when I resigned, it was just before COVID. It was like two months before COVID. And um, I then uh, resigned from my job. So there was no salary. And then obviously you, you guys know during lockdown and a uh, lockdown and that, that year, the church was not operating mm. and also the business closed. Mm. So there was no financial assistance whatsoever, you know, and, and I felt like I had made a huge mistake. Like I probably didn't hear correctly from God because why would God allow me uh, to resign and COVID has just happened. And uh, if you work for government, they, even though it was lockdown, they got their monthly salary. Mm. And I'm like, Lord, why would you do this in this time? You know, but it many times we need to go through a season so that God can birth something through you. Mm-hmm. I, we always say you earn your stripes of anointing through trials, through suffering, you know, through going through a desert period. And so it was that season for me where I felt I had made a huge mistake. I didn't hear God properly. What are we going to do now? And all of this, all of this. And I'm sitting in a car one day and I hear, and I'm talking to God like I usually do. And I said to him, Lord, I've got nothing to give. Like the business is closed. The I don't have a, a job anymore. I, what do we do? The, 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 the church is closed even. What do I do? You know, um, I've got nothing. And I felt so, 
useless. I mm. felt like I had made such a big mistake and I've done it again, you know, and it was self-blaming and all of that. And I heard the voice. I, I, my words literally to God was, I have no confidence in myself. I have nothing, Lord, nothing to give you. But I today I, with with open hands, empty hands, I give you me, I give you my nothing, I give you my lowliness, I give you all that I am. I'm getting emotional. And um, and I said, Lord, my confidence is in you because I don't have confidence in myself. So my confidence, you are my confidence because I don't have anything to offer you, Lord. And immediately God said to me, that is going to be what you are going to birth confidence show the women that their confidence should be in me not self not self confidence but confidence you know hiding in me running to me the bible says that he's a strong and mighty tower that we can run to and be safe and so i hid in him and that was the birthing of confident woman and we had our first conference I won't even speak about the dream that I had because there isn't time. But I, have an, I had an amazing dream and I knew this was God confirming the ministry. So the first confident conference that we had, it was so packed. We had to literally close the gates of the, of the um, facility that we were at, the building we were at, because there was no more place. And it was during COVID. It was during the, not the lockdown, but you know, um, after the lockdown, but we still, you know, there was social distancing, mask and all of that. And um, this place was packed. We even had, we ran out of chairs, you know, and God really moved that, that day. And God showed me that day, you know, who he is and that he takes the lowly things of this world, the despised things, the foolish things to confound the wise. So he showed me that day that if you hide in me, if you, um, uh, Paul says, I put on Christ, you know, uh, um, uh, another scripture says that, um, Paul says, for I have died and I'm now risen, uh, I'm risen in Christ with God. I don't know if I said that scripture properly. But uh, what he was saying was that he's died and he he is in God, in Christ. And um, and if you do that, if you totally lay everything down for God, he's able to take your nothingness, your lowliness and turn it into something great, something beautiful, something amazing. And that is my encouragement today. If you feel that you are nothing, if you feel that you've got nothing to offer, if you feel that you've made so many mistakes in life and like, you know, what is the next step? Where do I go to? Run to him. Mm. Run to him. He's a refuge and he will turn things around for you. Amen. Amen. That was such a perfect yeah. topping to that. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, 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 interview. Yes, honestly, honestly, that was amazing to hear about the passion just becoming so tangible, and mm. that isn't, you know, confidence. A lot of people are told in these days, you know, you got to believe in yourself. You mm. got to believe in God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My it was goodness. it was amazing. Honestly, thank you for for gracing us with such an inspirational, uh, um, 
interview where I know that people that are tuned in had to be touched or moved by even just the starting of your interview. So it was really awesome. You kind of just took us with you. We we lost count of our <laughs> questions. So thank you so much um, <clears throat> for that. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and for spending time with us. I know myself and Zoe, we truly appreciate. Yes. Yeah. It was honestly, like I said in the beginning, because I knew it would be a pleasure, but the pleasure really was all ours to have you here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. We should have you again in the studio. Yeah. It would be fun. But I mean, it's it's the starting for me, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't talk much. <laughs> I think when I start talking about the Lord, yeah. then I can't stop. <laughs> it oozes from within outward. Yes. It's amazing. But as we close up this interview, let's head on into the did you know section of the show. But I, my goodness, that was that was an interview. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Yeah, I just wanted to get off. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are tuned in to 180 Degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. And we are in the Did You Know section of the show. If you want to know what happens in this section of the show, I'm going to explain it to you. We talk about something you may not be very familiar with. And for this week's episode, for this week's Did You Know, we're going to be talking about giants in the Bible. Mm. Now, I feel like, you know, everyone thinks of Goliath and they're like, oh, wow, he was probably like an anomaly or something. But the Bible actually makes references to a race of giants. They are first referenced in Genesis 6 from verses 1 to 4, wherein we were discussing this earlier. You know, the mm. sons of man came down and married the woman of the earth because they thought they were beautiful. And when they came together and had these children, they created a race of giants that had superhuman powers and abilities. And, you know, I think Goliath was the most famous Nephilim. He's the only one we have. A, yeah. Well, there are some others that we have a name for, but we don't remember them. Goliath is like the main Nephilim. And I just think it's very interesting because a lot of people like to say that, you know, these things are not real, but... The Bible confirms so much. One thing I like about the Bible is just the fact that it can actually be a very reliable source of history. Mm. For years in his in Israel, I believe, they used the Bible as a means to rebuild the nation when it was reborn in the 40s. So, yeah, that's I think I thought that was very interesting. If you're reading through your Bible and you're like, I've never seen giants anywhere especially not in genesis 6 verses 1 there was another term that they were referred to called nephilim which is directly translated as giants yeah like for me it's just like understanding how tall or how big they mm -hmm. are you know if you if you look at a basketball player yeah. in the u.s like imagine even taller than that yes like two of them on top of each other those guys are usually like six nine yeah i'm five four and a lot of people here because admittedly a lot south africans are quite short like yeah. don't blame me that that's what the daughter says <laughs> but like some people consider me tall i think they're very short if they consider me tall but i'm not even six foot tall and imagine someone who's 10 feet tall i believe goliath was like nine or 10 feet tall and he yeah. was one of the smaller ones some of them could be i think maybe even 20 feet tall yeah so i mean seeing that i mean now we don't obviously see things like that yeah. and because interestingly enough the flood came 
and wash them away. Yeah, exactly. God, when he was looking down at the earth and he was like, I don't like what's happening. He sent the floods. And this happened directly after the Bible made reference to Nephilim. So I think that's why we don't see them anymore. Wow. But the funny thing is, is that, I mean, they're still tall people, but yeah. not as tall. Yeah. And so the question stands. Oh, no. <laughs> Are they somehow connected to the Nephilim race? Is there like some kind of I connection? Mean, I feel like Noah's line, because apparently they're, you know, they were the only ones apparently that survived. I don't think they had Nephilim in them. But then again, I'm not, I don't know. They must. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, it's just like giving birth to something that tall. Right? Is <laughs> is like it's weird. It it would be weird. I it mean if you weird. if you really think in detail for me, I, I that that is that is a, like a, But then it's like when you see like Octomom when she was pregnant. I've never seen Octomom. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who had eight babies at one in one sitting, she was like her Huge. stomach was as big as she was. Like that's crazy, right? Imagine I don't even, eight at a time, right? Yep. My goodness, it's insane. But enough about us talking about giants. We're gonna because <laughs> I could, went in the wrong direction, guys. I could do this all day, but we still have to ask you guys a question that formed part of this week's mystery Bible quiz. One eighty degrees on I am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I am Radio. So it's 10 minutes to 8 and we have one final segment for you guys, the Mystery Bible Quiz, where we're going to ask you guys a question. This question has already been posed on both of our Instagram pages, both um, I Am Youth Radio for the I Am Youth Movement, as well as, K- as, well as Cape Pulpit's Instagram page, 79 Cape Pulpit. You can go onto their stories and vote. But if you want to send us the old-fashioned answer via WhatsApp, you can send it to 081-729-1657. Now, the question for this week is, whose donkey spoke to them in the wild? Yeah. I I don't even know that one, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so there was a man. I'm going to give you guys a bit of like a backstory. He was leaving an area and he wanted to get his donkey to move. But God... Or maybe it was just an angel, a messenger of God. But there was an angelic being from heaven that was blocking his way of moving forward. And the donkey refused to move. So he was like trying to get the donkey to move by like literally assaulting it. And the donkey just would not move. So eventually the donkey was like, hey, I am your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day. Have I not been in the habit of doing this to you doing this being not moving when you want me to and that's a direct quote from numbers you guys if you want a clue you can check out numbers 22 verses 29 to 30 you'll find the answer there but as for now we will be awaiting an answer we have some other clues it is either Balaam Paul who I actually thought it was for some reason Joseph or Shrek now, as you guys ponder those answers... Definitely Shrek. I, you know, there was a donkey talking to Shrek, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, th- you guys listen to Heart of the Father by Ryan Ellis, and we'll wait for the answers from you. Heart of the Father by Ryan Ellis. What a song to send powerful. the show out. Honestly, yes. powerful. We have four minutes left, but that's still more than enough time to give you guys the answer to this week's Bible quiz. We already got some answers on WhatsApp. The answers from Hendrik, Bilem, 
spelled B Liam L E R L A M. We Thank have Adele that, spelled Bilem as well. We have a Rodine Gardenia who actually said, please, may I have the answer to this question? You can if you tuned in, but otherwise we want it from you. <laughs> then we have from an unsaved number, Mr. Fantastic. And he also says Balaam. So it's interesting to see what the audience on WhatsApp is saying. But let's check out um, our Instagram pages to check out the polls and when we see from I Am Youth Movement, 50% of the people who participated said Balaam. Interesting choice. 25% said Paul and 25% said Shrek. I mean, I agree with that. 25% Shrek. Shrek was talking to a donkey. You know? So like the people are not wrong. Next, when we check out the um, Radio K Pulpit Instagram page, which is at um, 79K Pulpit, we see that they're a bit less varied. 67% of the audience said that it is Balaam, mm. while 33% said Shrek. Wow. But wow. Shrek is not lived out, eh? I feel like, unfo- I don't remember seeing Shrek in the holy book, yeah. but maybe I need to reread another translation. I don't know. I think so, Zoe. <laughs> but yeah, if we're going from a bu- biblical aspect, guys, <laughs> definitely not Shrek, but thank you for the input. Definitely love the support. So, Zoe, what is the answer? So, the answer is indeed option A, Balaam. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And if you don't believe me and think it might be Shrek, then I would suggest you go to Numbers 22, verses 29 to 30, and you'll see that I'm right. I'll check, Zoe. (laughs) Thank you to everyone who participated in our little game. We have two minutes left until 8 o'clock, but we would advise you guys to stick around if you are connected to electricity for the next youth show that plays on afterwards. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back again same time next week with a fantastic interview. But if you want to listen to this one again, because maybe your electricity was cut or for various other reasons, you can find it on our podcast at www.kpulpit.co.za. We'll be under the 180 degrees tab. Alternatively, you can see our lovely faces for the interview, which was exciting and one you would not want to miss. Definitely. Yes. So you should. Check, Check us out, out on our Facebook page, Radio K Poop at 79 a.m. But yeah, we have one minute left and I guess it's just time to say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. It was awesome and can't wait to do this again next Monday. Yay. Yay. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Poop at 79 a.m. Please visit kpoopit.co.za.